at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. Sunday morning, so good morning indeed. And uh, that you're part of the show. We'll be talking lots of issues around brand communications, media marketing for the next uh, two hours. Love it if you engage with me. If you do, it's short, sharp calls relevant to the discussion at the time, 0891-104207. My name is Ashraf Gardner. You can tweet at... SFM Radio, uh, as well as at Ashraf Garda. You can also SMS to 3471. 3471 as another option as well. Lots to talk about, I can tell you, and every reason for you to be absolutely connected. But we're going to start with a very important issue, which is does, in your opinion, South African media, does South African media reflect South Africa's cultural as well as intellectual diversity in terms of the narrative. Okay, so we'll talk about that with two guests, Lumkem Timde. We'll chat to him in a few minutes uh, time. Uh, we do have with us Kate Skinner, who's a member of the Support Public Broadcasting Coalition. Kate, let's start with you. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Good. So, so your broad answer to that question, South African media, does it, does it reflect the, the, the cultural diversity as well as you know, intellectual diversity and the narrative? Look, I mean, I think that we've got an incredibly diverse media system. We've got unbelievable, um, you know, numbers of radio stations, community radio stations. We've got a lot of new key, uh, community TV stations, mm-hmm. a lot of print, etc. But I think what's very important to say is that, you know, as middle class peoples, and we, we middle, as middle class people, we obviously have access to an incredible amount of media. Mm-hmm. But if you still and this would be true across the world. If you are poor, if you're living in, in, in a kind of rural area, um, you know, or informal settlement, although informal settlement might be better, you are not going to have access to the kind of, of, of media that other people do. I, I think that, that, that issues around class and money are huge barriers. Um, and so, so, yes, it is diverse in some ways, but, but not for all people. The access issues are, are, are okay, huge. Okay, so diversity is there, but if you can't access, in fact, for you, then there is no diversity. Let's get the thoughts uh, early salvo with uh, Lumkwem Timde, who is the CEO of the MDDA, which is the Media Development and Diversity Agency. Lumkwem, good chatting to you once again. Hi. Hi, Ashraf. Good morning to good, you and the listeners. Good morning. And, and what, what is your answer to that, to that question about uh, media diversity reflecting uh, South Africa's cultural diversity as well as you know, intellectual and diversity and narrative too? Um, Ashraf, indeed, uh, media diversity uh, is very critical to our democracy and the sustainability thereof. Um, it needs to uh, ensure a choice of different media in different languages that reflect the diversity of our society, different views and opinions, um, in order for every one of us to be able to see himself or herself in the media, um, to to hear and listen to his or her voice in the media, in radio and television. Um, at this point in time, I think um, we have come a long way, 20 years in our democracy. There is um, uh, achievements, but there remains challenges, and we still need to do more. And I mean, do, do you think the media needs to reflect that diversity? Certainly, it has to reflect that diversity. Um, we need to be able to, uh, when you pick up uh, media in South Africa, um, I should be able to, when I go into a shop, buy a, a newspaper in my language, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I should be able to, even now in terms of mobile media and the, the online media, I should be able to just uh, 
click and find media that that reports to me about what is happening in my own area, and uh, so as to hear the voice, the voices of all South Africans in different topics, and therefore be able to um, uh, develop my own opinion on the basis of in being informed by the views and opinions from all over. Okay, so it's ironic coming I mean, both of you, in fact, Lumpke and Tunde, as well as Kate Skinner, uh, in, in the line now to be uh, SABC board members. Aside of that, of course, we were talking me- media in general once again. Kate, I mean, do you think that, that, it, that it's a right, I mean, constitutionally, that a, a person who says, I want to actually get access to, to print media broadcasting and broadcast as radio and TV in my language or, uh, or in my culture, whatever that may well mean, and they don't get that, I mean, can, can they then sort of hold accountable, government accountable, and say, well, you're not providing for me? Well, I mean, that's an interesting question. I mean, my sense is that, yes, in terms of the, the public broadcaster, I think it is a right, and I think that there should be media out there in all the languages. Mm-hmm. And, and, and certainly with the SABC, there is a, there's an absolute commitment to get out to every single area in the country, and I think that that's essential. I mean, as Lomko has said, I mean, for a democracy to work, you have to have empowered, informed citizens. I mean, how can you make a decision about what you want your local government to be doing or who to vote for if you, if you don't have information? And so I think it is people's right to get access to a certain amount of information. So, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that's controversial because obviously there's so many things like health and education, etc. But I do think it is, it's critical. Okay. And, and, and Lumko, if, if, if they're not getting that, what, what is their right? I mean, what's the recourse? Um, I, I, I think the, the approach of South Africa is firstly to say, together let's work towards achieving um, all the noble ideas that we have in our mind. Um, whereas the Constitution entrenches the right to communication, to access information, and so forth, then the question of how do we get there is a collective effort. Yes. Uh, the, the government supports the public broadcaster and therefore the public broadcaster needs to, in terms of its own public service obligations, um, provide the service to all South Africans. And the government also goes an extra mile to support community media, uh, print, television and, and radio uh, through the MDGA, through the Department of Communications, um, in order to support efforts by communities to have their own voices. Um, so the, the recourse in the main, therefore, is that let us um, support all these initiatives, participate in the processes towards achieving media diversity. Let's celebrate the, the entrance of more and more new services that add to the voice of diversity. But uh, many does not necessarily mean diversity. So we need to create an enabling environment for more than many to have diverse and and views and opinions in the sense where, therefore, people have got diverse sources of information and, therefore, diverse um, determination of newsworthiness because currently the mainstream determination of newsworthiness is very narrow. It is as if uh, editors come from one school Mm -hmm. with one lecturer who teaches them this is what becomes newsworthy. And, unfortunately, it doesn't service the diverse nature of South Africa. Mm. It's interesting you say that. And let me go back to, to a long time ago when I was not in the media industry. I actually won a competition on, uh, calling in on a talk radio station, by the way, when I suggested that you have the editorial of a newspaper and then alongside that you, you then by law have a 
counter-editorial so that people can understand there's another part of South Africa. What, what are your thoughts about things like that? Because, I mean, you made the point we may have diversity in terms of, of different, uh, you know, uh, broadcast and print forms, but it doesn't mean you actually have the views, the diverse views coming out on air. Okay? Um, you could have that, but uh, there could be a resistance to that. Mm-hmm. The, the key answer is, let's let's have media owned by Ashraf, let's have media owned by Kate, let's have media owned by Lumco and by anyone, so that then uh, that editorial opinion um, is not one um, uh, school of thought. Um, through that, then at least um, it's an effort towards diversity. But in addition, um, let us let us perhaps go back to our curriculum. Let us go back to um, the training, the content of our training. Is it promoting media diversity? Let us ask those tough questions. I know from academic point of view, perhaps they may be defensive, but we don't need defense at this point in time. We need to ask those tough questions. Why is it that it appears that the only newsworthiness that seem to cut across all media is when it is a sensational matter. Mm-hmm. Um, matters of substance, matters of development seem not to be seen as newsworthy from a, a an editorial point of view, whereas from a reality point of view from the consumers of news and information, such information is newsworthy. Mm. All right, so to tell you what, I'm going to take some calls as well. Love it if you join us and you get on the air. Short, sharp calls, please. Most appreciated. 0891-104207. My name is Ashraf Garda. We're talking about media diversity. I've got two guests, Lumpim Timde. We've just heard him from the MDDA, the Media Development and Diversity Agency. And Kate Skinner is a working group member of uh, the SOS, which is the Support Public Broadcasting Coalition. We're asking the question, really, does South African media reflect the the cultural diversity, intellectual diversity of uh, of South Africans, and and that diversity in terms of the South African narrative as well. I mean, part of that is just how also media people, uh, practitioners portray certain stories, but then also access to the media as has been discussed as well. I'll get to the calls in a minute. I want to get to Kate Skinner once again. Kate, I mean, the, the point that Lumco made to say, you know, Kate can have her own broadcast house and I can have mine, and, and that's great, and let's hope it does happen, in fact. But, I mean, how much does that do? Because does that not to a large degree, work against social cohesion, meaning that if you have your own, okay, there's a democracy, but it also means that that narrative is so different. So someone listening to you and I talking on SAFM now, someone listening to a Cozy FM somewhere else, and on the same day, maybe Cape Talk in Cape Town, they're almost getting to listen to three different South Africans. Well, I mean, for me, that's actually a good thing. I mean, I think to have, um, I mean, as a starting point, you want a plethora of different media. Mm. I think also what's interesting is also from, um, you know, a different kind of ownership structures, so collectives. Um, you might want, like, union media, you'd, 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 because I think that's where a lot of the diversity comes from. So I think, I think more is good, but, but the thing is you can have plurality, which is a lot with saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other thing which I would want to add to, to the debate is that sources are very important mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and often we use the same sources over and again people start to laugh about oh my gosh that that person is always used by every single media and obviously they say the same kind of things so one of the big things that I think we need to be looking at is, is creating a new source book so when we want to talk about media issues it's not the same old same old it's 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 other people maybe in more of a you know community media context okay, maybe so you'll be back on in about a year and a half's time okay just so that you know that <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get your yeah. point <laughs> all right let's get to 
some of the calls, quick, short, sharp calls, and you can also SMS as well, of course, right? There's an option, 3471, if you're tweeting it, at Ashraf Ghanta. Uh, let's start with uh, Kondile from uh, Mangaum. Go for it, uh, Kondile, hi. Hi, thanks, uh, Ashraf and your guest, Lumko. Ashraf, quickly, I, I know I've missed a part of your program, but uh, the point that I'm trying to, uh, I would want to make is that it is good that there's a creation of different platforms, whether you're talking your Power FM, mm-hmm. whether you're talking your 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 visit an n seven this new four five channel because it would then you know bring more diversity into play because i i agree hundred percent with your presenters because for me what does not happen is that you'd have those uh, you know analysts the same analysts all the time and sometimes their bias is caring and it causes a, a, a real problem so for me this is a relevant uh, topic and I am sure that even those uh, current platforms, whether you're talking SAFM, whether you're talking 702 and others, mm-hmm. they'll be able to diversify at some point because now the net is, big, is getting bigger. And as the net is getting bigger, you have a lot of intellectuals who are seated somewhere who have a lot to offer in the country, but unfortunately they don't get an opportunity as a result of repetition of same sources all the time. Okay, point taken. Thanks for that uh, call. Right, my quick one from you. Hi. Ashraf, uh, I believe that the media is very well covered. I think all the diversity of South Africa is well covered genuinely. I do think, though, that SAFM has a particularly powerful role to play because it is, as, as the lady pointed out, that the rural areas that really that don't get the kind of sophisticated coverage we get in the cities, which, of course, is why SABC, for once again, is in such a mess and we're having a new board to come along because it's constantly being corrupted by the ANC. And I think that's our problem is that the SABC has got such an important role. I believe Ashraf now it does extremely well, and I wish them more strength. I think they've been very balanced up to now. These calls are wonderful because it shows the freedom of opinion that you're allowed to have. And in conclusion, I think Lumka is very scary. To say things is like always good news and why must it always be sensationalism? Unfortunately, the reality is if you do something bad, people want to read about it. If you do something good, that's what people expect you to do. It shouldn't always mm-hmm. be in the news. So mm-hmm. the anti or Lumka can't say that it doesn't make sense to selling radio. Unfortunately, bad news spreads. The, the trick is not to do bad things. Thanks, Ashraf. Well, good point indeed. I think the, que- the question is, do we, what do we ignore? By the way, the issue around Marikana, we'll chat with Jane Duncan uh, just after 10 o'clock in terms of, of how the media's covered it. So lessons to learn. I think one of the issues that she will bring up is uh, in terms of the coverage so far, lots of talk to official them in terms of getting quotes from them, but very little in terms of getting to the families, uh, which again reflects the diversity opinion. Okay, I'll get back to my guests in a minute. Sick, quick one from you. Hi. Hello, Ashraf. Thanks very much. I believe that honest and credible media such as yours, which give me a voice, <laughs> unlike the forum of date, uh, you still give me a voice and you have the credibility and people will listen to you for that and they will buy your newspaper for it and in spite of the fact that the most of the press apparently is now in the hands of group and fishy, really fishy, disastrously fishy, say Kunjalos, and, and, and who even bring in the Chinese, and, and, and the ANC itself. Is, 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 uh, they own, uh, it sounds to me, the majority of our press is now in the hands of the bad guys, and, and they will waste 
their money because the people who buy the newspapers are going to buy credible stuff. Thanks very much. All right, got that. Uh, so maybe time for a few more in a, in a couple of minutes' time. Let's go back to my guest. We talked about media diversity, and I think it's a very, very important discussion in terms of what we have, the way stories are uh, narrated, but also in terms of ownership as well. Uh, Lunkola, let's talk about that. You know, media ownership in the country. I mean, uh, he mentioned Second John. I think he bought surveys certainly on it. The ANN7 just been launched now with uh, with a grouping that includes the Guptas, but not just them, of course, and, and many others, right? Uh, SABC News 24 coming up. Well, what are your thoughts about actual ownership, and, and how important is it that, that we know who owns it and, 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 and what their agenda may well be? Yes, Asaf, I think uh, the question of ownership and control is critical in terms of uh, promoting media diversity. And I think from a framework point of view, um, the, the structure that was adopted by South Africa of uh, three tiers, a media owned and controlled by the community that it serves, um, and the second tier being commercial media, which could be owned by any private entity, and then the public media, which is owned uh, by the public and uh, is supported by the state. That provides a framework for diverse ownership and control. Um, in broadcasting, I think this has worked well. We've seen diverse media, and um, we should welcome all the new diverse entrants um, in the form of um, the, 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 the Power FM, as Gondile was saying, mm-hmm. and the ANN7. Um, there shouldn't be a problem when we see new um, uh, owners coming into the landscape like be it the Guptas or whoever else comes in, because that adds value to the agenda of media diversity. In the print media space, we remain having challenges. And it is strange that some South Africans, and I must say because one of the editorial problems that you always uh, hear in, in, in South African media is by hearing one voice and then people say many South Africans, Mm-hmm. I think the use, the use of many has become so uh, abused because there is very few of these voices that have a problem with the new entrants like uh, uh, the independent newspapers being now owned by South Africans. Mm-hmm. Why should we have a problem with that? Why are we, which, which at times, I mean, the questions people are asking are genuine questions in terms of, yes, who is the owner of Sekunjalo? And what is their editorial policy? Yes, those are fair questions. But we must ask those questions to everyone. Mm-hmm. If Avusa is changing ownership into uh, Times Media Limited, let us ask the same questions. Let us not be selective and ask those okay. questions good, good, only when it's other people. Good, good point indeed. I'll get to some other calls in a minute. But uh, kids, can you your thoughts on that media ownership? I mean, the point he made, uh, which, which uh, Sig made the point about Sekinjala when Iqbal survey. At the same time, I see there's been this counter accusation about uh, the mainland Guardian getting funding from the CIA. Of course, it's been it's been refuted anyway. But I mean, does it really matter to us who owns it, or ultimately is it like the customer? The choice is completely yours. You buy from who you want. No, I mean, my sense is that it does matter, um, ownership and control issues, and certainly I think that, um, you know, transparency across all of that is really, really important. Mm-hmm. So, so we need to know who, who the shareholders are in, ter- in terms of that media. But I think it's more than ownership and control if we're looking at diversity. It's also issues around funding, it's issues around regulations, um, you know, and that's why, for instance, in the broadcasting sector, a regulator like ICASA mm-hmm. is absolutely essential because they ensure that, that um, you know, different stations, 
regulations adhere to their license conditions. And that is critical to diversity, that you have a certain amount of local content, that there's a certain amount of African language programming, uh, you know, a certain amount of news, etc., etc. So I think, I think we've always got to look at so all so of those issues. So what's perceived as over-regulation is actually very important. I think regulation yeah. is essential. I think it is absolutely essential. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to two quick calls, please. Not time for long chats, but just uh, short uh, comments. Mac in Cape Town, go for it. Hi. Yeah, uh, Ashraf, uh, okay, the uh, newspapers, they depend on, depending on uh, what political party they, they, um, they favor, you know. If I want to buy a, a paper that's going to speak good about the ANC, I know exactly which one I must go for and the one that's against them, and I know. So that's not, that's not healthy. It's almost like they are cowards. But the one that I want to talk about is the, uh, the SABC. The SABC uh, TV, uh, they must stop this thing. Um, they've got a thing called uh, Touching Lives. Mm-hmm. I think they must stop it because I mean, it, it cheapens them. It makes them cheap. I mean, if, uh, why must they let the world know that they have donated a, a wheelchair to somebody, you know? Well, where is that African? We're supposed to be African. We're supposed to be just helping one another without a problem. Why must we let the world know that we're helping somebody with a wheelchair or we, we, we're building um, uh, a small house for an old lady somewhere in KwaZulu-Natal? Okay, you, r- you raise an interesting like that, point. You know? let's, let's get a response on that. Thanks. We'll okay. do that in just a second. Temba, quick one from you. Hi, Temba. Good morning, nice Yeah, good to hear from you. Go ahead. There is, there is no way we can deny that the basic agenda of the media is anti-transformation and, uh, and, uh, and Afro-pessimism. In other words, black people can rule and transformation should not take place. It is as simple as all that. Whether it's the time media, which is partly owned by the Tripartite Alliance, whether it's, 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 it's the SAPC, which is owned by me and you, the agenda is the same. I'll give you a very good pertinent example. It seems as if it's a collective agenda, as matters stand now, that the media should give as minimal exposure as possible to the EFF. Not that I support them. I'm just saying we, we hardly get to know what the EFF is up to. Mm-hmm. It's every day, Mampele, Rampele. The only time we'll ever hear about the EFF is when Kenny Kunen is or Julius Malema is being separated. That is the basic... But I don't know... But I don't know that's in fact true. Okay, thanks for that uh, call, Tim, because I just want to rush it. I'm not sure. I mean, uh, we certainly had... Uh, I've had Julius Malema on the show, uh, on, the, on the, uh, the morning talk show. Uh, I was not working on, uh, on Friday. I am well aware of the fact that Amile Imtutama was certainly a guest on the show. And many others, in fact, have. So we do tend to get that diversity. Kate, let, let's get your thoughts. Uh, well, maybe before I get to Kate, Lumko, you know, the, the point made about, about political parties. So if, if I... I, I know which newspaper or which media house supports a political party. I will listen to them. First of all, A, is that true? Uh, they have lots of perceptions. And, but, and if it's true, is, is that problematic? Um, there, is, there is that practice in some jurisdictions, and um, it is not seen as problematic because then uh, you, 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 for as long as there is that voice diverse, um, so you know that if you want a a, a workhouse voice, you gotta be able to get that that media. If you want a capital voice, you gotta get that media. If you want 
and whatever the perspective in ideology, you, you'll be able to reach out to that. It, so that may not be uh, problematic. But I also wanted to just comment on the first callers and the uh, issue of, of say, touching lives mm, yes. uh, and, and should not be um, the kind of focus. But I think it also talks to um, the other caller, that was Mike, who was talking about uh, that good news is good news and it therefore should not be covered. I think that's where they missed the point. Because um, uh, to many South Africans, more so in the context of South Africa, those good news that let us, let us contribute to a better life of all together as South Africans, um, that builds the nation. That's the kind of information that um, uh, uh, many South Africans want to hear. Where can I get help and how can I assist if I want to assist? And, and that does not suggest... And uh, uh, bad news uh, 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 should not be covered, but it's a question of a balance. That we should—it can't be that our editorial is based on sensational stories across the board. We must be able to cover objectively um, all facts about what is happening in our society and therefore reflect. The okay, so so quick question to, to Kate Skinner. Kate, reflecting on on the story. Uh, like uh, Kanye Dlomo and, and, and her luminous story at, at Hyde Park. Um, you know, uh, the other one, Mampela Rampela's comments about the 15 million rands that, that, that she's worth. I mean, is that critical or is that nation building? Well, I mean, I think it depends on how you cover it. So, so, so the issue is you can do it in a very sensational way or you can do it in a way where, which it actually questions, like, for instance, with, with, with the new kind of glamorous store. I mean, does it really actually empower a whole lot of corporators? Will South Africans uh, actually get a whole lot of jobs out of that? So, but also, I mean, I think the thing that is important is to say that you want different um, media entities to be covering the story. Some will cover it from a kind of glam perspective, but mm. you always want your public broadcaster particularly to cover it from that much more thoughtful perspective so that you get a sense of like is this actually helping South Africa or not mm, mm, um, mm. you know and so that's what you're needing is you're, you're needing a variety of different uh, publications covering things and your public broadcast in particular to give you that thoughtful context kind of driven okay, con- context is very important we're, we're going to wrap up with about uh, in, the, in the next uh, two minutes maybe just last thoughts Lumco a- anything that you want to bring up um, with regard to uh, media diversity, cultural diversity that we haven't yet touched on, would, would be what? Um, yes, Ashraf, I think the key um, which uh, goes to challenge in particular the, the owners of means of production, um, um, the, the, the advertisers, the marketers, let us all together as South Africans support the, the, the creation of a diverse media. Let us be able to um, take the, the advertising cake and spread the cake across the three categories of our media because we all know that media depends on that kind of advertising income. Of course, we, the, the public uh, uh, broadcaster needs to get more public funding and community broadcasting. But uh, the, 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 the cake must be spread such that it supports media diversity agenda. Because for as long as um, that cake only reinforces the existing media, then we're going to struggle to get a diverse media that serves the diverse agenda. Okay. And uh, Kate, your last thoughts? Well, I think just one thing which we haven't touched on, and mm. we'll touch on it at a later point, is just the very interesting thing of citizen media and the social media and mm. how empowering 
of course for a small group, but it is to have people tweeting back and, 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 and the Facebook messages coming through. And I think that that's very interesting in terms of diversity. And we must keep tabs of that. And that, I think, is a... Is and, a and you still call that media. I call that media. There's a debate whether that, in fact, is I media. I actually call that media because that, that interaction is, is, I think, something that is, is very exciting. Okay, great stuff. Well, with that in mind, uh, keep on tweeting as well. Even if we don't always respond on air, I will certainly respond later on to at uh, Ashraf Gowda. Kate Skidder, thanks for your time. Much appreciated. Kate is a member of the Support Public Broadcasting Coalition. Lunko Mchimdi, I appreciate your input as well, the CEO of the Media Development and Diversity Agency. Tell you what, maybe some other time in particular, uh, have another look, and I think we'll certainly get uh, Lunko's views on this one, get another look at, at community newspapers and community radio in terms of where they are. We've touched on it before a long time ago, but I think it's another important one to look at in terms of the diversity. Some SMSs we've had... Um, Opposition in, uh, let's see, the media in South Africa serves the interests of the rich. The approach is that the ANC, that government is corrupt and the DA is good. The corporate media support the opposition. In reality, it is the opposition. What is wrong with the Guptas supporting the ANC when every other media are pro-DA? The media in South Africa is bad news for the poor. From, from Paul uh, Palule and Polakwane. Ashraf, the public media tends to grandstand with the populist rhetoric of grassroots using this as an excuse and avoid, to avoid talking truth to power. From which there you are, Otsile. Uh, another opinion, many others. You can still comment as well to 34701.